I'm 50. 50 years old. You fucking geezer. Look at you. Uh, hello and welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and joining me as always, or whenever we can, is my podcast partner in oral crime, Gross. Blake Zoology Wrong. Hey. Blake, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I can't believe this is an anniversary for us. That's right. Is this our, what is this, our silver jubilee or something? This, like... is, our, this is our Notchback Mustang 5.0. Gross. Yeah. Well, we're fine. Uh, seeing as this is our 50th episode, we might as well not shake shit up right now, uh, and we'll start by talking about new cars because there's a ton of new car stuff to talk Geneva, about. Geneva, Geneva, kind of blew our minds. Geneva's I don't underway. think I don't think anything's gonna top Geneva last year because we had like the LaFerrari and the P1 and the 918 and the Spiker and the whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, this year, the Italians have seized the hell out of this Geneva. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you there. Um, I've I got can't, a few I want to run down first, but the, one of them is in Italian. But right off the bat, I want to talk about something from Japan. Oh, the yeah? Mazda Hazumi. It's a preview of oh, very, yeah, yeah. very good things to come. You Mazda. said it like it was one word, so I was like, what? Mazda Hazumi. Mazda Hazumi. Uh, if, is, if this is what the Mazda 2 looks like, that's going to be awesome. Oh, it's great. It, it looks just the way you think it is. It's a, it's a three that's shrunk down. Yeah. And it's it's pretty goofy but, looking. And, but the thing with the design language is every time it comes out on a newer car, it kind of looks better and more aggressive. Yeah. So I think when we finally wind up at the next Miata, it could be like the ultimate of Yeah, the but I, I got to say that that front end on the Mazda, Hizu, Mazda Hizumi, um, it's it's kind of cartoonish. It looks huge oh, like that. See, but, yeah. but think about where they silly. came from. Like big happy grins, and so this is way. I so saw a new. I, I saw a new Mazda too, and man, that thing is so cute. It's really adorable. It <laughs> just so looks cute. like something you put in your pocket. Like it's because it's an awesome car to drive. It's a great car to drive. Uh, but back to the Italians for a second. Um, the Maserati Guy Fieri concept? No, not that. Uh, though it was funny in Sniff Petrol, they they said that translates to. Uh, Something about ripping off Jaguar, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I want to talk about uh, the Coach Builder Touring showing off Ooh. the green and gold Disco Volante. Oh, yeah. That was shown uh, last year or two years ago. But it was ago. red last year. So yeah, I really like the green. With red or with gold pinstriping, and it's friggin' awesome. They took a. An, it's cool that it's an coach 8C. building. Yeah, yeah. It's an, it started life as an Alfa Romeo 8C, and then it went to touring the coach builder, which is awesome. Just to say that people are doing stuff with coach builders. Yeah, uh, that aren't horrible. You know, custom Ferraris. Either really good wagons or really horrible wagons. That's usually what coach builders do. These yeah, days. like the the Ferraris haven't just been mind blowing. The coach built Ferraris, they look good, and you kind of wish that Ferrari would build them. Anyway, but like other than Eric Clapton's sweet as hell boxer, it, they just haven't been too mind blowing. Yeah, and those are older. The, like all they've done lately is, uh, is the, uh, like the Quattro Port shooting brakes and stuff like that that are just like We're all just right. Cool. Yeah, and the, the Bentley content. Out of principle. One. Yeah. The the, the but Disco this is Volante. The real deal. I mean, oh, also the Lancia Stratos. That is awesome. Those two are both mind blowing, and I think the Disco Volante. Oh, I love saying Disco Volante. It sounds like a James Bond novel. <laughs> and um, Disco Volante. Um. <laughs> That the Disco Volante, it's man, it's I I, I can't, first of all I can't stop saying that. Second of all, I think it's great that they can do things with coach building again, even though everything's like a unibody chassis. That, right, like, that's the that's the big deal. The it's, styling's locked in from the beginning. Yeah, they what they they have to take off is all the body panels they can, but they can't you know alter the roof and and do a bunch of stuff no. um, because like you said, it's all structural now. But what they've done with this car is they've totally changed it. That's still very much an alpha, though, I think, in the nose at least. Um, oh, yeah. And it can do 181 miles an hour. Plus, if you're filthy rich, they will build you one. Yes. Like, you just ask them. I want well, that. extremely rich. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, dumb rich. Um, th- did you see the recent Top Gear? They, Jeremy Clarkson drove one of these. He drove the Zenovo. I saw that one. Zenovo. Well, no. There's a new uh, – from last weekend, he drove the Disco Volante. Uh-huh. First of all, the noise is unbelievable. Okay. It's one of the best sounding cars I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was falling in love with it, as you might expect. They Did said, he drive the original Disco Volante? He was driving a red one, yeah. So probably, oh, the original one. Well, I, I don't know. Oh, oh. I, I'm assuming, yeah, but whatever, the 8C-based. Oh, um, never mind, not that. Not like a one from the 40s or something. Yeah, I was no, about to no, say, no, that no, one, because like, that was also on display, like no, right next no, no. to it. Uh, like the new one, the 8C-based one. Okay, um, cool. And they said some guy in Singapore bought one and spent a million and a half pounds. Which and is like but, 15 trillion American dollars because well, our currency sucks. The thing in Singapore is there's crazy taxes. So they, yeah. they estimated that the car cost about 600000 But the other crazy thing about what this guy did is you're not allowed to drive uh, – you're not allowed to drive left-hand drive cars in Singapore. Oh. Um, so he can't drive it. 
Well, anyway. Good for him. I, I, hope, I hope that money goes towards the school, and I hope it's a tax write-off. And he's he's probably a benefactor at this point. He's yeah. considered a benefactor. Um, moving on to other interesting shit from Geneva. Uh, Gumpert is back apparently. Great. With a car called the Explosion. I saw that the Gumpert Explosion. That really sounds like a. It's like a like Death Clock. I just think of Nathan Explosion. That's actually an excellent reference the there. Gumpert, the um, Gumpert Explosion. That sounds like a shitty action hero they yeah, mentioned in Robot I Chicken. I don't care that it's a cheeseball name because it looks it's pretty not good. alphanumeric. Like it's not the Gumpert 4.2 STY. Now here's the know. thing. I really hope it doesn't actually explode because it might. You never know. It is it, it is a well, hand-built after supercar. the danger of a hand-built supercar. I uh, do like that, yeah. And this and they're making 420 horsepower out of a 2-liter turbo four-cylinder engine, which is just fantastic. That's impressive. Um, apparently there's an S version coming that will Gumpert use explosions, multiple explosions. explosions. That's the Michael yeah, the Bay explosions. edition. It's the explosions. Yeah, the explosions. Uh, 503 horsepower. Out of the a, same four-cylinder? No, no, no. They're oh. using uh, the inline five turbo, the 2.5 liter, 503 horsepower. That uh, seems a little. That seems like a big jump just for like a one-letter designation. Yeah, but that's uh, I, that's a sweet motor that they're bringing back. You know, it's going to sound so good. Oh yeah. Um, and then also, it the car kind of looks like. A not quite as good version of the Quattro concept that Audi showed in 2020. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, it's yeah. very similar, especially with that little hood line. Uh, but apparently, underneath, it's a tubular frame. It's got a carbon fiber chassis and then aluminum fiberglass bodywork. So there's a lot to it's like. It's not based on the Apollo or something, right? Uh, I don't have any clue. Apollo's a great <laughs> Apollo's a great name too for a car. You know what's Apollo not a, a good name. You know what's not a good name for a car? Gumpert. That's not a good name for a car. <laughs> well, it's the guy's name. I know. Last name. Like, yeah, but my but name. I would is... never name a. I would never do like the Glucker or Fantastico. There's a worse one though. The Donkavort. <laughs> you should. Donkavort though is weird. I know I should. Donkavort yeah. though is weird and it's Glucker Fantastico. Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's the best so, part. Like, Donkavort is is crazy. I think Raphael Orlo from Jalopnik said that he wanted to name his. His daughter, Donkavort, and then Donkavort retweeted him and said it's a great idea. I'm pretty sure that counts as child abuse. <laughs> yeah, it does. Also, I'm not going to name a car the Ron. <laughs> the Ron? Ron? Ron Motors. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. It's Coen's just going to have a big mustache across the front of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, either way, what, am I, a it's, lift I mean, car? It, it's good to see that they got some bucks and they're doing something cool because that, uh, that sounds like a fantastic car, which yeah. we'll maybe one day see one at Cars and Coffee if we're lucky. And but some people not. are just born with terrible names. Now, here's a car, though, that we will see. The new Jeep Renegade. I like the Renegade. I, I really too. like the Renegade. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's like ugly cute. It, it, it is. Way it is. more it's interesting like, than a Fiat 500L. Way more interesting than a Kia Soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's some good options for it. We're going to a 1.4 liter turbo or a 2.4 liter, the Dart motor, right. which will probably be better suited in this. Uh, I guess there's two other engines that we're not going to get, including Probably a diesel. Probably diesel yeah. figures. Uh, but you get a Comes six a, manual or a nine-speed Or the, auto, nine, the terrible nine-speed automatic. Nine right. Right. But they're also going to do a Trailhawk version, which right. will be trail rated. Right, which is cool. And which imagine, will be fun to try to break. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that looks like a car you just want to beat the shit out of. Like, not in a you-hate-it way. Well, kind of in a you-hate-it way. But No, like in a Japanese cartoony way. Like, it just goes, hey, 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 try again, harder, sir. No, you just shot off a cliff. But moving on to something else from Geneva that is powerful. The Infinity Q50 Eurouge. The Eurouge. But they it's finally uh, shown that it is going to have the GTR power plant. Yeah, which some is, people thought it was going to be like an AMG V8, which would have been insane. But yeah, I but mean, this is pretty bitching. No, I think it's I awesome. Mean, a GTR sedan. GTR sedan is like the Corvette sedan we've been promised since it, the 50s. It also 50s. shows that they're serious about making Eurouge a real performance thing, line, yeah. not like IPL, which is not cool at all. IPL sounds like a tax form. <laughs> oh, sorry, you need your 10W40 and you need your W2 and you need your IPL? Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. You Rouge, there's actually something to it. So, um, did you see anything else at Geneva, Blake? Hold on, hold on. Can, we, can we take a break? Because we have a legendary car and driver editor, Aaron Robinson, here. I guess he's buying weed from Matt Farah. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely miming something at me right now. Aaron, do you want to jump on the mic? I'm a legend, man. I'm living. Um, living legend. You want to drive the, the NSX? Oh, to drive oh wait, no, nobody's supposed to know you have that yet. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna run people know we have it. Aaron, stick around. <laughs> There'll be more. That was very good. That radio was very voice. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else, Blake, that you can think of from Geneva that's popping off in your brain that you're itching to talk about? Uh, the Guy Fieri, he looks great. The Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri the award I, for most improved. What's that? The Ferrari California. 
Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, now it's got a turbo V8, so it's. I'm like, like the only guy on the planet that liked the Cadillac. Well, and it's not hideous anymore. I know somebody who owned one and raced it in Gumball. He liked it. His wife liked it a lot too, though. So. Yeah, well, it's the last Ferrari you could buy with a manual. Until now. Until now. Literally seven people bought one. But it's one a with turbo America. Ferrari. That's pretty bitchin'. Yeah. Um, the last one was the Mondial T. So this is way better oh than that. God. It's doing way better than the Mondial T. Um, also at Geneva was the last Pagani Zonda Hurrah, the Revolution. Oh, that thing looks in insane. Full blue carbon fiber. That was insane. Uh, which is just fantastic. There um, is now a world shortage on carbon fiber, uh, fiber after building that vehicle. Oh, Great. Yeah, now Dreamliner is sure. going to fall out of the skies because yeah. of carbon fiber shortage. Um, also. Nope. Showed off the 650. No, 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 McLaren, McLaren. Hey, what about the Koenigsegg 1 1? That's, yeah, well, that that's amazing. thing was incredible. Uh, yeah, the, the, just the, the numbers on that one. I think uh, Travis from Jalopnik actually got to go see it. Travis got a nice bastard. exclusive with it, that son of a bitch. Um, but luckily he got scared the shit out of by Jeff Gordon, so we'll have to arrange that again. Yeah, that's funny. He's become a household name, not to, eh, not not to digress, here, but here's why. My mom called me and said, hey, do you know that guy from that Jalopnik thing? I was like, oh, Jesus, yes. He slept on, in my guest room once. Yeah, I uh, crashed on his couch once. We're all so, famous. This is great. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're, we're adjacent all to celebrity. That's what we are. So so anything else pressing you can think of from Geneva? New TT. Uh, oh, that's a good point, You know, actually. the new the TT. You mean the, the same as the old? Yeah, same. But, you know, my I've always had a theme about the TT where it's like it should be leading Audi design. And not following. At like, one point it did. At one point it did, and I think it, it kind of brings that back. It looks the grill looks like it came from the Nuvolari concept car. Well, ever so. since Peter Schreier left, there's right. there's there seems to be nothing happening design wise. And people have been complaining that all Audis look the same, which is what BMW was at in 2002, and we know what happened after that. Well, the, there are good things though to like about that Audi. Like the the cockpit is supposed to be amazing. All the new screens right. inside of it. Um, the the S version sounds like it's going to have a good motor. Uh, so there's there's a lot of cool stuff potentially happening. That's I think the RS good. is going to get a five cylinder, which could be real cool. Didn't the last one have a five cylinder? Yes, it did. Did yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it did. Isn't that the Isn't that the RS five or is that that's the TTRS? That's TTRS. Oh, okay. TTRS, well, right? And then the S was the same drivetrain as the Golf R. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Okay, so yes, it, it's a little bland on the outside. They could have pushed it a lot further. I still think it looks good. It looks fine. It's just nothing special. There was one other car that was interesting to me out of all Geneva, the Civic Type R. Which we can't get. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. But, I mean, that's a badass little hatch. Yeah, it's, a, it's, the, it's the vehicle that Honda is using to try to set the front-wheel drive Nürburgring record, which was actually just broken by a Seat. Um, huh. But it's something Honda is, is, is trying so hard to do. With this car, which is kind of Well, and this will be their first turbocharged Civic as well. It's one of their first turbocharged vehicles, period. They had that one SUV for a little while. The RDX, right. And this is going to be – some people are going to pour one out for the end of VTEC or something like that. But, I mean, the new car is VTEC, right? I don't know. I have no idea. It's probably not as fun as my Honda, though. Your Honda needs a turbo. Needs a turbo the size of your head, Jeff. My Honda needs an alternator. It needs to be sticking battery, out of the hood. Just clutch, cut a hole in the hood. A hood. I maintain. A if I had the room for it, I'd buy that car off of you. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah. Well, we'll see what's happening. Uh, there's some chatter about maybe trying to get it into a. Um, Lemons. A, uh, no. Well, that yes, but initially trying to get it into a. Um, a wombat. Like a driver education <laughs> program at a, at a at a high school mm-hmm. for uh, learning to fix it. Ah, that makes shop. sense. Trying to get into a fucking right, shop. Right, auto class. shop. That's what I'm trying to say. Shop class. Uh, a fucking yeah. auto shop class. Which would be pretty cool. That would make sense, yeah. Also, you It'd could be use fun it to, to cover that. You right. could use it to teach people uh, what it was like to drive a Honda that revved up to 9,000 RPM. That's that right. wasn't an S2000. Yeah. Um, but moving on from stuff that we haven't driven in Geneva, let's talk about stuff we have driven because uh, if anybody was just listening closely right then, they might have. Sp- Got it. I spilled the beans. Uh, yeah, they spilled the beans. Sorry. You lucky mother. Excuse me. And I, like I said earlier in another podcast, I'm trying to swear less, but Blake is a lucky motherfucker right now. Blake, tell the world what you're driving. I'm driving an Acura NSX 2005, 40,000 miles on a clock in Silverstone Metallic. Son of a bitch. Because, um, you know, it's March and it's a bit late on it, but February on February 10th, actually February 9th, the evening before day one of the Chicago Auto Show, um, Honda unveiled the NSX, no name on it, no badges, at a hotel in Chicago right before it was set for a world debut under the, the Acura bat, um, banner at the Chicago Auto Show. And I want to talk nerd out about the 1989 Chicago Auto Show because it is, to me, the greatest auto show ever. Is that Miata, too? Miata, NSX, Lexus LS, and the uh, Nissan 300 ZX Turbo. Ooh. Twin Turbo. Was the Viper that year, too? The Viper was Detroit. 
Okay. Right. And um, also, you could go there if you go on Chicago Auto Show's website. Chicago Auto Show's website has great, uh, great photo montages of every auto show from the eighties. Huh. So you go there and you can, you can, un, you can, you know, cover any of those four like entirely world-changing Japanese cars, and go over there and hit on British chicks at the Sterling booth. <laughs> and they also had the ZR1 there with a glass hood. Cup and of they- tea, governor. Welcome to the Sterling booth. <laughs> I, I've got, got have your book by. And then, uh, Roy, and then, Roy, <laughs> off to the pub. And then, um, you could also go and look at the Lamborghini LM002 because Lamborghini Ooh. had a stand there with the 89th anniversary Countach. And then, um, what else? They had like a, they had like a Thunderbird LSC there, for God's sakes. They That's had awesome. The, they had a bunch of so crazy stuff. it was a good year. It was a, it was a great year and a great show specifically because normally the Chicago Auto Show now sucks. Yeah, but it used to be but it used to be slightly huge. bigger than Detroit. Yeah, it used to be huge. And that's still, what I'm saying. It's still the best attended show by the public standpoint. Right. They do a really good job of that. But it's it, for newsworthy stuff, it's – It sucks. Even a few years ago, it was great for trucks. But now right. – but like think of 1989. Like ja- the Japanese debuted – Four cars at the same show. Major cars. Major cars, which is huge. I mean, and if anybody scoffs at when you said Lexus LS, they shouldn't. No, the Lexus LS. When that hit the scene, that it was, was revolutionary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the same with the NSX, and that's what I'm trying to find out because I kind of shot this story idea as like, a, oh, I want to drive an NSX. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess Honda has two in their collection. They have a 1990 with 90,000 miles on it, and they have a 2005 with zero miles on it. Is one of them it. blue? No, they're both red. Oh. And so... Um, they were like, okay, we'll deliver this car to you for a week. And I was like, oh, are you serious? That's awesome. So um, this one has 40,000 miles on it, like I said. I'm and so it's great. wildly – I mean I get to drive cool cars. You get to drive cool cars. But I'm so wildly, endlessly – Hey Jeff, choke up on the mic a little bit. Exceedingly jealous. I'm so jealous. It's it's because you know you you drive cool new cars, but cool old cars, especially when they come from the Honda collection, it's it's like an aura. I don't even. Yeah. Know if, I feel like I'm Wayne's World. We're not worthy. Right. We're not worthy. Like when I had the the even just the the yeah, Mazda the Super Twenty. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I had the Super Twenty as well, and it's it's an incredible. And car. I get to drive cool cars for American Detours. Yeah, exactly. Um, and season exactly. three so, is coming out soon. So, so you're jealous soon. of this. I get this, but you get, you know. NSX, like, though, man. I mean. NSX. It's, here's the thing. It's it's very, like, I don't know how to describe it, but let's just put into perspective that the best car I drove last year was the Lotus Evora. And you can you can see how, like, in terms of mid-engine <clears> cars, you can see how the NSX cha- made everything accessible. But it's kind of like going back to meeting your hero- heroes and finding out how good it was in context. That's the most challenging thing about this story I'm working on is that, like, this was good 25 years ago. Is it still good now? And the answer is yes, but it's not a supercar. It's not supercar it's, levels. Well, it's, I just drove It's great. Through. You can, yeah. It, it's cool. It's not mind-blowing. It's not mind-blowing. It would have been 20 years ago when it first came around, but right. it's not now. It's not now, but it's still excellent. And yeah, but honestly, I wonder it's what like, it would be like on a racetrack. Oh, where you probably, could really very awesome. good. Yeah. Probably very awesome, good. yeah. Um, the steering – everyone praised the steering when it came out. And granted, this is the – this is, has been through two uh, iterations. The original steering was probably a lot sharper than this. The, the steering here is a bit slow in turning. It's um, it's not that much boosted, so it still feels like it's a uh, – Un- unpowered rack and everything, but it's very light when you get up to speed. But it doesn't offer like you know feedback or resistance to the extent you'd think it would. Interesting. It's still wonderful, obviously. And um, take it through a corner. You take it through a corner, and you can feel the rear end just kind of does exactly what you want it to. Just kind of like moves with you. It's, I'm using my hands here, like I'm an Italian or something. So <laughs> I'm a. There's no cameras. Yeah, exactly. The clutch <laughs> is great. The shifter. The shifter is very close ratio. The throws are short, but they're very spaced narrowly. So it honestly feels like the Mustang, because the Mustang gearbox is like that too, where you know the spaces between the gears themselves are very close. Difference is the Mustang's gearbox sucks. And this one is it's it's um it's not like it's not springy, yeah. like kind of just tucks into where you want it to go, but it's very excellent. It's very good. It feels like a Honda gearbox. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Honda yeah. makes good gearboxes. So besides the NSX, you lucky fuck. Uh, anything else going on lately that you've driven? I drove a couple of Volvos, which is great because it rained this weekend, and that's why I couldn't drive the NSX which all Volvo? weekend. I drove an S60R design, Ooh, which is that? quick, yeah. which is really quick. It's 325 horsepower, has a very touchy throttle, 
and you get on the thing and it's like 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 just like that just shoves you along it's four wheel drive handles really well it's very light on its feet and um it's excellent, but this is honestly going to be the last Volvo with the T6 six-cylinder turbo motor because the next ones are going to be 2.0-liter uh, inline fours for the entire range. Huh. So, What else did you drive? You said there were other Volvo? Uh, there's an XC60 E-Drive. How was that? It's a crossover. It's pretty good. It's it's very light. My leg's asleep, so <laughs> yeah, um, i got to stand up. So I just gave back. Um, oh, I am driving something else, though, but I'll let you talk first. No, 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 please. You sure? What else you got? Yeah. Mitsubishi Mirage manual. I like the car. I love that car. I do too. Oh, it's I don't great. care what anybody says. This thing is this thing is uh it's it's booger green. That's what I you drive drove. the booger green? Yeah, I it's drove excellent. It very isn't briefly. It? Uh, I did a video of it for Autobytel right. and I was shocked by how much I like it. It weighs like nineteen hundred pounds. It's the it's like probably what, the last car you can buy today that's it sounds under a so ton? good too. I love three cylinders. Yeah. <laughs> It does sound kind of like a truck. Yeah, it's awesome. like a loose fan belt or something. Fun. Like you, you find it in the middle. I think it's of a good deal for Vietnam the, for the money. It really is. It's I would got definitely a ton take it features. over a Nissan Versa. Yeah, I bet you would, Jeff. <laughs> um, you know what? You know, if you can make the jump to a Mazda too, yeah, because it's got a better gearbox. But the Mirage, oh man, you throw it around and it, it squats and rolls like crazy. It's like driving a if beach. If you ball. were shopping in that segment, though, honestly, I I would recommend if you wanted to spend a few more bucks, the Spark. Spark's great. I haven't driven one of them. Or the Fiesta three-cylinder. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the real one to get. Um, so what have you been driving? Uh, I just gave back an Audi SQ5. Nice. Expected to kind of hate it. Actually kind of loved it. I drove one, too. I drove uh, our friend Mike Jurgens's. Oh, yeah. Audi, legendary Audi fanboy Mike Jurgens yeah. just bought one. And uh, it's pretty great. It's very quick. It's quick. It's the same. Surprisingly uh, nimble. Yeah. 354 horsepower. Same drivetrain as the S5, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea, but probably it's not the same as the Macan, though. Mike's going to... a different all-wheel drive system. Mike's going like, to yell at me on Facebook correcting us I'm sure. on this now. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was not, it's a little pricey. The one I drove was $64,000. Oh, figures. Uh, but it was, uh, it, was, it was good. It, you know, I was having a conversation with someone about this car, and they said, well, it's, it, that's how much the Macan S costs. I'm like, yeah, but that's with no options and as soon as you add any options the Porsche is going to be $95,000 yeah. so you get a little bit more power for you know once you factor in options for less because yeah. the Macan S is 340 this is 354 though I'm sure the Porsche is far more nimble I've heard nothing but good things about the Macan yeah me too like how it's like the best driving crossover ever right um, that's a low benchmark yeah, yeah but is. I've heard it drives like a 911 wagon basically um How's the driving uh, position in the SQ5? Because, you know, you sit very upright and tall. And uh, it's good. It's got S-style seats that are more bolstered and comfortable right. and cut. Um, but speaking of S-badged cars, I swapped that out for the S8, Ooh. the granddaddy of all S-badged vehicles. I think Matt Farah just had that. He had an A8. It was an A8 diesel. Oh, okay. Um, so this S8 is pretty much damn near perfect for a large luxury sedan. Right. Uh, it's got a twin turbo 4 liter V8 engine. It makes 520 horsepower, okay. 480 plus pound feet of torque. It weighs 4,700 pounds about, and it can run in 0 to 60 in between 3.5 and 4 seconds. It's under 4 seconds. 3.5. Yeah. That's Jeez. insane. Wow. Uh, it'll run the quarter in under 12 seconds at n- just under 120 miles an hour. That's silly. That's and this silly. is a vehicle that weighs as much as a Two-ton truck a few years ago. It yeah. weighs as it weighs as much as two and a half Mitsubishi Mirages, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put that in perspective. And, and it could probably put it on the roof and, and still po- post a respectable time. The, did you, did you feel like so Jason Statham driving it? No, because I didn't do any uh, corkscrew flips. Um, uh, but the uh, <laughs> you didn't kill anyone. The with drivers, the front seats have so many adjustments. There's, I think. They were massaging Six too, or seven they? different types of massages. Not just a massage, but different types, different intensities. Every part of the seat Thai is lady adjustable. Boy. Yeah, Thai Lady Boy. Mm-hmm. I keep it on Thai Lady Boy. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's got the tan adjustment for that one. So. Yeah, <laughs> pushes it up <laughs> yeah. into my throat. Um, it's, uh, but it's the car is so comfortable. The Bang & Olufsen sound system is amazing. It just rips down the road. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, it's, but it's so understated, too, if you want to just turn it down, you know, turn drive select to comfort. And uh, keep it in just the gearbox, eight-speed gearbox and drive. Have the windows up so you can't hear anything outside. Yeah. And just crank that and just cruise down the highway. It's you could. Was it the dual-clutch so gearbox? Yeah, it's the eight-speed. 
Oh, okay. Oh, it's a ZF then. It's right. a ZF. Because, yeah. um, you know, I drove an S7 for three months as our long-term car. Then I drove it to Detroit, and that car is incredible as well. But it had the it had the dual-clutch seven-speed, and it was very jerky when you were down. This is jerky in sport mode um, with not touching the paddles in the lower gears. Like in stop-and-go traffic, it's a little jerky. The difference is that's a torque converter automatic right. with, the, with the DS8. Right. Yeah, uh, but it's still just a sublime machine. Now you it's had expensive. the you had the adaptive cruise control too, right? Yes. Now my only gri- now that's the best system on the market, and my only gripe is that it doesn't work above ninety five miles an hour. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> well, I think the Infinity Q fifty system and the one in the new E class might have taken it a step further because theirs look not at the car directly in front of them, but a car ahead of that. By bouncing a signal underneath the car, so that because you know how sometimes with uh, um, adaptive cruise control, if it feels very if, jerky. Well, sometimes if that if the person in front of you isn't paying attention to traffic and they break late, right, you'll break late. Cause you'll break even later because that's like right. a so it's escape, terrifying. Right. But if your car is monitoring the car in front of them and the car. It's so much. It's supposed to be so much smoother. So this isn't there yet, but it's everybody's going to be switching to that soon. Man, it's pretty really, amazing that they can bounce signals around. Yeah, science. I really can't wait. Wait for science. Science. I really can't wait for autonomous driving. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Uh, you, you can't explain, explain that. that. You can't explain that. Um, but I did have another <laughs> car that wasn't German and was extremely British. I had the Morgan yes. three wheeler. Now that's the same one I drove. Well, I took it around the block, so I didn't have the thing you're about to tell me about. <laughs> I was supposed to have it for the weekend. Right. And I say supposed to because I had it for probably an hour and then it broke. That sounds about right. And I was – At which point you just hear the uh, British National Anthem playing in the background, right? right? I was stuck uh, on the dun, side dun, of the dun. road in, Hello, pop it. in Corona Del Mar for over two hours. That's not where you see many British people. Waiting for a tow truck. Then I had to ride in the tow truck another hour back to Santa Monica. And then I had to ride another hour back home to – Go home. Did your my wife time pick you was up? Over. No, I, the tow truck people picked me up. I rode wow. in the tow truck from Corona Del Mar to Santa Monica because I, I left my press car terrible, at, San, at the Morgan place. Uh, apparently, what happened is the ground wire came loose, right. and then it compromised the alternator, so it was discharging. It, so right. it wasn't working correctly. Um, what happened? How, really how did you sad. feel it when you were driving it? When it so died, I was, was cruising down like... Pacific Coast. So I, first, I got in it in Santa Monica, right. and I drove home. To Huntington Beach on the highway, which was an awesome adventure. That's in scary. On the 405. Jeez. It was, it was, but I was keeping up with traffic, so I was hauling ass. Have you ever felt like a motorcycle is too tall? <laughs> yeah, um, motorcycles are too safe. Let's get, a, let's get one of these. I was, I understand because I don't ride bikes, but I was constantly making sure I was aware of everybody around me and trying to anticipate what people were doing yeah. because if someone doesn't look. They look over their shoulder. They still might not see. How That's many, good. How many gawkers were you getting on the highway? Tons, driving that? Yeah. tons of yeah. them. But so I, uh, I get home. Everything's fine. So then I, you know, I, re- I take a break. You know, just sit for a minute, chat with my wife. Then I say I'm going to go out driving this thing. So I head out and I'm driving, driving. I'm through Huntington, through Newport, coming into Corona Del Mar, and all of a sudden I notice the gauges stopped working. I'm like, well, that's weird. But the car was still running. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. that's. Fucking, you know, British car thing. That's British. <laughs> Tapping him. Nope. Right. Well, Stiff off But I was trying to see if, like, the headlights were still on, but I can't tell because the gauges aren't on. And I, um, then all of a sudden, it's 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 running a little rough. I was like, what the fuck? So I just pull it into a parking spot about halfway in, and it dies. And I coast into it. Right. And these two, had a I parked in front of an Ace Hardware, and these two guys come out. They're like, oh, man, this thing's great. I'm like, yeah, can you help me back it into the spot more? They're like, oh, okay, yeah, what happened? This I tell them. So I'm standing there, people are like, and it's it's slow traffic on PCH, so everybody driving by staring at it. So I'm just standing there like an asshole next to this car. Uh, people walking by are asking me questions, and I'm happy to an- answer the questions. Somebody who is a regular reader of Jalopnik and posts on Kinja came by, asked nice. how long I was going to be there, ran back on his camera and posted the picture of the car. On Oppo? On, <laughs> right. No, just on, I don't think it was, yeah, maybe it was on Oppo, actually. Um, he, he said, Under the caption, look at this asshole. Oh, what website do you write for? Hooniverse. He goes, are you Jeff? I go, yes. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't write that, but he was very nice about it, and his pictures were actually very, very cool. I would have wrote Really that. good pictures. Um, <laughs> so I was standing there for over two hours. One of the workers at the hardware store felt so bad for me, they came out and gave me some ice cream because oh. they knew I was there for so long, which what? was awesome. Why is there ice cream? And... I wanted a, I'd wanted a drumstick for so long. They have ice cream in Ace But I digress. No, it's, it's no. A, it's a, there's a couple of hardware store chains that actually that is a longstanding tradition with them. So they came huh. out and they gave me huh. the ice cream and it was awesome. Huh. Um, <laughs> huh. So the tow truck came, 
Uh, we got it on the tow truck, and then I rode in the tow truck. The tow truck driver is cool. He had just left Gilbert Arenas' house to come help me. And for those who don't know, Gilbert Arenas is, Gilbert Arenas is an NBA player. Oh. Apparently someone got Did he drunk have a Morgan and crashed his Escalade on his property. That's another man that should never build a car. Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas? Arenas? The Gilbert Arenas. Arenas? Mm-hmm. Arenas The Motors. Gilbert. It'd be Gilbert. well. It'd be it'd be the arenas or the whatever. It, right, yeah, on tonight's Top Gear, Gilbert vs. Gumpot. Who's <laughs> gonna win? Yeah. <laughs> see, now there's precedence. Now we can make a car, mm-hmm. but it'll have to yeah. battle the Glucker Fantastico. <laughs> um, <laughs> anybody? By the way, anybody listening who wants to Photoshop a it's Glucker just gonna, Fantastico, please. I'll give you a hint. It. It's gonna be a brown brown shooting brake manual with a diesel. Yeah. Well, yeah. or or it was a diesel and we swapped something else in. Right, exactly. Um, so riding in the tow truck, the guy was really nice. I get to back to Morgan's West. They were very friendly, very apologetic, and we already rescheduled. And I'm getting it for an extra day more than I originally planned. Nice. So they were very friendly. They fixed it quickly, um, and it was awesome. They, they have a cool garage, too. Um, they they have me. they have Alex Roy's Citroen SM in there. Yes, <clears throat> they're also they help Alex with a lot of cars. Yeah, but they had um, so there's a special edition of the Morgan three wheeler called the Brooklyn's. They're only building fifty of them, and only six are coming to the U.S. Wow. Morgan's West is going to handle all six, and while I was there, two of them were in the shop. That's because Mor- that's because one Dennis Glavis is. Um, an American hero. Yes, he's and a very nice guy. Two, Morgan West is like has been the number one rated Morgan dealer in the world for like the last five years. Forever. And Dennis, Dennis is like the president of the dealers uh, organization. And you know it might not sound like much because there's probably like three Morgan dealers in the world. But they That's just what I was going to ask. They just opened it uh, in Shanghai and Beijing. They have a few. De- they're expanding to China, which will be cool because maybe some Chinese people will actually figure out that driving is cool. Well, the fun thing with this and this car is so much fun. Uh, the, in the short time I had with it, uh, I had to take my sneakers off to drive it comfortably uh but once i did take them off i was fine but i also found out that they when you order the car there's a bunch of um adjustability with where the pedals are placed this one is set because it's their their demo right car. and i had set to in stretch standard my legs. position you yeah. did <clears throat> oh yeah there was too much leg room um, so but they could give me if i was buying the car six more inches which is huge that's t- they sold one to michael strahan jeff how much would it cost for six more inches <laughs> you can't afford it, dude. Yeah. Um, so, you can afford it, pal. So either way, I'm very excited that I'm rescheduling the car. We're going to do video of the car, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, that maroon um, color is great, too. It's fantastic. Yeah. The interior yeah. on it's great. It's just a fun. You can trip the wheels, wheels in third gear. Easily. Awesome. Yeah. Easily. Um, it's it's just it's awesome. The thing the thing bounces and everything. It's, it's really cool. I, I just drove it around the block. Actually, I was walking down the street on my way to doing laundry, and I stopped in to say hi to Dennis because he helped us out in a story recently. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you want to drive it? And I was like... Well, fuck, fuck laundry. Yeah. You're doing this shit. And they have a they have um, a new, like one from the 30s, I think, right in the showroom too. Yeah, and they it's interesting. They also have the Zagato cars in there. They I think they're called like the Piranhas or something. Yes. like that. Yeah, I, like I, that. I like that cool. car a lot. Those are really cool. Um, but either way, regardless, I'm very excited to get my hands on it, and it is an insane thrill ride to drive it down the 405 freeway. I bet. But when I when we're shooting it, I'll be more in in like the Canyon Roads and all that. Good yeah, stuff. take it up Ortega or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have anything exciting coming up car wise? XKRS GT. Ooh, very yeah. jealous. Which is way too many letters and way too many canards and, and way splitters too low and production. <laughs> yeah, was that this like is one the of twenty? One Matt Matt's driven it before. And yeah, I think it's one of like negative numbers now. Somehow they can build negative numbers. Carlos Lago said that thing was a riot. Great, which is awesome because I've never driven an XK. Ever? So ever, yeah. And it, they've been building them since like the twenties, evidently. This generation <laughs> yeah, it needs a re. It can, yeah. I guess it's coming in twenty seventeen, and it's going to be. Really? It can only be good based on the design language of what they're doing right now. Yeah, but what's what's the XK going to do? It's going to go. It's going to get bigger. Out. It's going to get bigger. Oh. It's going to get a more usable back seat. It's, it's going to be, be like a two-door two two. XJ. It's going to be that a real GT. The F-Type's a sports car. The, the, the plan I hear is that the XK will become a slightly larger, more comfortable GT, which is perfect. That's that makes sense because, yeah. you know, the XJS, when that came out, that was a replacement for the E-Type, and that was way bigger and goofier-looking and GT-ish. So when the new XK came out after that, the XK8, etc., etc., you go from there, right. all built on the same XJS platform. Which is ancient. So yeah, so, yeah. we're in for we're in for we're in for good stuff, eventually. Yeah, it's and, a fun um, car. Look for my look for my uh, NSX review to come out at Auto Week either this week or next week. Plug. And also, um, I got to watch uh, the Need for Speed movie. You did? Yeah. Was it terrible? N- um, Are you allowed to say? 
Well, this is embargo. It's in, reviews are embargoed to the twelfth. So well, this no, goes out tomorrow. This goes out tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm, not allowed, I'm not allowed to say anything about it. Um, I was on set for one night of shooting for that movie in Macon, Georgia. <clears throat> oh yeah, they shot a lot I of. Saw the same there. scene over and over and over and over. Was you know it? how boring movie sets are? I bet. Did you get wildly? A, did you get a hit on Imogen Poots? Because I have a huge. I don't crush even think she it. was on set that night. It was no. Aaron Paul. It was Dominic Cooper. It was a couple other people. Uh, the coolest thing was that Reese Millen was there, and the camera car car systems was there. The Cayenne. Oh, so was it Jack? No, they were running the ML. This oh, thing. nice. Yeah, ah, that's cool. The um, I got to do a roundtable, big big old Hollywood press roundtable, which is cool because you you think you think all the journalists are friends with each other. Um, everyone everyone in movies knows each other, which is great. They all know the stars. They all know. What shoe sizes right. they are, if here, if here's a toppings, list of fierce. It's uh it's very impressive to watch those guys work. And um, you know, I gotta sit down with a bunch of other movie journal people and then uh, talk to Aaron Paul and then talk to Imogen, who's really funny and doesn't have her driver's license. How hard was it not to say bitch to Aaron Paul? Or was everybody doing it? I think I think everyone was trying to be professional, and I'm surprised he didn't say bitch himself. He he's easy. He, he does he does sound like a growly, growly voice. He's like that. You know, you know. He's he's a cool guy. And he's like shorter that. than you. He's short. He's very short. And I have when I was there though, him. he was doing his own driving, which was cool. All the yeah, other he actors, had to learn almost a lot. all the other actors. Were. Well, he just put the track record down in Top Gear. Did he? Yep. I haven't nice. seen that one yet. Yeah, he. Um, a lot of That's the actors cool. were really surprised to know that the movie didn't use any CGI in it. Right. Right. Which because but the thing is that everybody talking shit on the movie right now is talking about. How Everything it's so fake. CGI, and there's they tried to use none or as little as possible or something. Like none. That. They probably used some green screen f- stuff, but like, yeah, you know, there's some scenes in there that you think are mind-boggling, but then you're like, oh yeah, they had to do this old school. Thing is, though, the way they shot it seemed like very CGI, seemed very modern, like the right. camera angles and stuff. But I'll tell you one thing: that the uh, the first opening race in Macon, it's great. It's great. That's technically it's supposed to be New Jersey. Yeah, technically, it's we supposed were, to be upstate New York. Is it? Okay. Well, I, where, when we were there in Georgia, it was filling in for some part of New Jersey. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Oh, right. That makes sense. But it was yeah. it, That part was neat to see how they do that. You know, all the cop cars say X and the spotter planes circling around. And, yeah. But you it know, got it, boring so fast. It's difficult, difficult to secure shooting locations in majestic New Jersey. Yeah. 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 Uh, did, you, did, you, did you just raid the craft services table? No, because I was so annoyed. I'm going to sound like an asshole here, but whatever. <laughs> if you were there, you would have been annoyed too. We get there. We fl- I fly in. It's me and one other journalist. I fly in. Do we know him? Uh, I forget his name. It's not like someone we regularly know. Okay. Uh, nice guy. But So we land, go to this hotel, check in, then go immediately to set. And it's it's light out, but this this set, it's it's a nighttime shoot. Right. So we get there probably at you know, 7. The sun's going down. I meet the writer. I briefly meet the director. I saw Reese Millen, chatted with Reese Millen very cool. quickly. And then we go to – and this was at the, the HQ for the set. And then we go to where the shooting location is for the night, which was right. you know 10 minutes away. Oh, we also got to go through the garage and see some of the cars. And I, the coolest part was talking to the people who rebuild the cars constantly to keep them on the road. Yeah, they're always that interesting That part people. was awesome. Um, I wasn't allowed to bring a camera. I wasn't allowed to take pictures. You know, Tons of stuff I wasn't allowed to do. But, right. So then we go to location. Um, you see some of the actors walking around. They're setting up the shot. Finally, they do it. Then they do it again. Then they probably do it 20 more to 30 more times. The same scene. The, the publisher for the movie is talking about how dinner is going to be awesome tonight because the head chef went down to Atlanta to pick up some fresh fish, so we're going to do sushi. I'm like, this is cool. I like sushi. This is going to be cool. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, nice. what time's dinner? He's like, oh, two. I'm like, two. Two in the morning? I've already seen – I've already interviewed everybody I need to interview. Right. I've already seen the same scene 30 times. My flight tomorrow – is you know I'm already going to be here for a while because my flight isn't until like four in the afternoon even though right. I'm doing nothing the next day. And you're not in Atlanta, you're in Macon, which I mean, is like yeah. way north so or something. So I am probably done with anything I need to do it at nine ten o'clock at night. I turn right. to the other guy. I'm like, are you good? He goes, he goes, dude. I was hoping you would say something. <laughs> we turn to the publicist. We need. To, can we go back to our rooms? Uh, like we're done. We don't want to wait for two o'clock for. Like, I, I'm not excited to be there and stand. I'm not excited to stand there and watch a car do the same thing over and over unless I'm driving it. Like, you know, there was right. nothing exciting for me there. So it was one scene that would be like like a car turns a corner and then like another camera it was, angle, it was right? this. It was this. It's the scene where you can kind of see in the trailer where they're basically finishing a race under a bridge over some train tracks. Oh, okay. In the muscle yeah. cars. Right. Which was cool the first few times and then it was like, fucking kill me. <laughs> but it's like a 30-second scene. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Much. Um, 
so the and the camera car was cool too. But nice. and like I said, I'm gonna sound like a baby, but if you were there, you would have wanted to kill yourself. No, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, so I just I just did, got back from doing something we were talking about on some of the past podcasts. Aston Martin on ice. Oh yeah, on ice. How was that? Amazing. Apparently, I bet. I've never been to Crested Butte, Colorado. It's unbelievably uh, cool there. I love it's like Colorado. this sleepy little snowy hamlet for stoners but also for insanely wealthy people yeah that sounds like a lot of colorado the property i stayed at is is just mind-blowingly awesome if you're listening go google uh, the property management company is called 11 and the place is called the scarp river lodge by 11 look it up it'll blow your mind it's not a company that's a number no 11 11 (laughs) is a is is an experience company their other location is iceland for heli skiing um they own their own mountain Five minutes away from the the property, so when you and your friends you rent do. it, you just have this one little mountain. You just have a mountain and a luxury cat because there's no lift. Just have that a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's uh, I, yeah, the okay. property. The main property is fifteen thousand a night, and the whole property is twenty six thousand a night. Well, your, your at that prop- point, you get the whole property. Your property is a sense. cabin, or your property is the mountain. No, or something. no, no, no. The property is these two houses, basically. One sleeps, you know, ten people. The other one sleeps. Four to six. Oh, people. good! You bring a couple friends. It's only twenty six, twenty six hundred bucks right. a night. That's that's a deal. That's right. a that's a bargain. Deal. But it's also all inclusive minus dinner. So there's a bartender. There's you know. So it starts to make sense once you start to figure in the skiing, and then okay. the food. But you'd also you would need to bring a lot of people to make it somewhat affordable. But even if you have some money, it starts to make sense. Say you brought ten people to just the main house, mm-hmm. fifteen hundred a night per person for 10 people if you split that up you know maybe you go with 20 buddies that's, and you that's bunk actually up. Well, starting to seem a little more reasonable right actually, and the skiing you have your mountain to yourself yeah. so the, the one i was thinking is that uh if you were already if you were well off and you were doing a very nice wedding that would be that That'd would be, be that something would actually be fantastic make perfect sense yeah. no that would be one of the best I ways would, to do it. i would get married on a mountain so we were talking ladies, to, the, to, to our driver shuttling us from the place right. to the driving event because i mean it's an aston martin event it's supposed to be very nice and it's the same experience the customers will get so that's why right. it's so high end um the girl mm-hmm. who was driving us for the company was so cool that because we also found out it's a college town. I was so bummed I couldn't stay another night and explore the college town. Oh yeah. But we were joking, it. you know, on the way back to the hotel. What, what do we do if we want to get weed? Because it's Colorado. She goes, Oh well, for our customers, we can sometimes put a little joint by the bedside table. No, like, no, no. Way. It's legal. <laughs> really? Then we're joking like, What about girls? And she just gives us a coy smile. She's like. Whatever they need, we're like what? <laughs> and so we got a taste of how the other oh half went. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. I wanted to stay what? another night. It was amazing. We had <laughs> dinner that night on top of the mountain in this other cabin. Right. By driven up by the luxury snowcat on right. mat tracks. It was. It was one of the coolest trips I've ever. Automakers been. do all your press events in Colorado or Washington. But Seriously. I know. But back to and I didn't even smoke. But I <laughs> yeah, would have either. if I had another night there. Well, you can do your disabled. You can do your disabled automotive driver. You know, journalist yeah, you events card, in 19 right? states at this point. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, but but the, I mean, the, I should talk about the experience though, because driving the cars was awesome. Right. It was with, on a lake. Uh, no, it was on like somebody's ranch that he let them use some of his acres. But the <laughs> nice. guy who owns it is plowing every every morning at 4 a.m. And they've been building the track for three to four months to get it level. So it'll snow, then they level it out. It'll, you know, wow. to get it nice and level. Nice and, and packed down awesome. that snow, yeah. right? Okay. So we're driving high horsepower rear wheel drive cars on snow, not studded tires, just winter tires. That sounds awesome. It was so awesome. It shows you how good winter tires are. <laughs> that sounds too good to be true. They are. So were, was it just journalists this time? Or yes, this trip was all journalists. Oh my the, god! But that's like awesome. the next day, customers were coming in, some dealers were coming in. Okay. With, you know, husbands and wives just getting away nice. for the weekend. Brilliant trip. We just we just did a story on our cover issue that just came out a few days ago. It's uh, Maserati's on ice, on ice. Everybody's doing. When we were driving this, their Buick was holding an ice driving program. <laughs> Bentley was doing one in Finland. Somebody else was doing – there's so Finland, many of them. Right? Ferrari cool. did one in, in Colorado. You could have gone and hung out with Auntie. That would have been great. You could have driven been, around yeah, in his well, Citroen Zentia. I sure. Um, yeah, but you're, cool. you're good friends with the behind folks at JMPR. Yeah, but that's a, that's a big trip. You know what's yeah. a markedly less successful event though? Ducati's on ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slap, slap. Yeah, um, you know what? Sea-Doo's on ice hasn't really worked out one in the, of the past uh, either. One of the uh, instructors was Sebastian – or yeah, Seb- Sebastian Verdier. Sebastian, right? Oh, That's I thought you were going to say another – No, Global Rally Seba- Cross, amazing driver. Uh, I hope I said Global Rally Cross, right. okay. Um, is he, really is he good Scandinavian? Driver, but it's funny too because they come on the radios. They're, all the drivers are – all the instructors are positioned at the different turns. Right. All the cars have radios so he can tell you – 
you know, they can say something to you because all your cars have no. Oh, tighten up your approach angle. Car or, 15, you know, yeah. ease off. You're understeering too much. That's that's yeah. honestly how it worked at uh, CTSV Racing School. <laughs> Seriously, there was just a guy in front and then like six cars behind, and he'd be like. Well, uh, car number three, you want to tighten it up a little bit, a little bit closer to the apex there? Yeah, I th- car number four, you missed the apex by about a mile. Well, so it was entirely be... staffed by old pilots? The, yeah, yeah, car car, uh, car number one. Oh, is that Blake? <laughs> yeah, um, you're doing very well right now. Hey, Actually, I think nice. you should ride up here with Why me. Why don't you take the lead? Why don't um, you take the lead? Yeah. So you, you'd get to one of the corners, and uh, you know, you, if you hold a big drift in the V12 Vantage S, some oh, of the guys would be like, you, you might even be like, car three, yeehaw! But <laughs> Sebastian Verdier was always extremely critical, as you'd expect, because yeah. he's a global rallycross champion. So you'd come through, he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, car four, car four, please do not stab at the throttle uh, and smooth out your hand inputs. You want to, and you're in, inside the car, you know, you're sliding across the ice in a mm-hmm. two, $300,000 car and you're just like, yeah, 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 whatever, I got it. Like, I, I know what you're saying, but it's not as easy as, but he's right. And, you know, anything you know, he says is right. This is going to sound like just a game of one-upsmanship. And it totally is. So um, <laughs> when I did the AMG program last year, it was the it was Maximilian, and he had just won the 24 hours of Spa for oh, the SLS awesome. GT. And he was in front in an SLS. Everyone else was driving Black Series. And he, he, didn't, he didn't give a shit. He just was like... <laughs> Car in the red car, please. Please drive a bit faster. You're going. You're, you're bringing the group down very much. You're bringing That's everyone awesome. down. And one guy went off twice. Ooh. The same lab, and he was like, "We're going to have to pull in now. We're going to have to uh, have a little time out here." Nice. Yeah, it was very awkward. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. It was a. It, like I said, the biggest takeaway was how impressive um, winter tires are. And also how good traction control and ABS is at certain points. Yeah, because I assume you did some bits with all everything turned off. Uh, yes, we did. But you were fastest in the track mode, so it would allow for slip angles if you were smooth. Huh. Huh. Yeah, all <laughs> off. Sometimes you could you, – because the other thing, too, that was fascinating was that you had to adjust your line as the day went on. On a dry racetrack, you want to do the same line every time. Mm-hmm. On a track with changing conditions, snow the, – the best – the most grip is where the snow is. If you see shiny, that's ice. You're going to slide. You're going to have a bad time. Uh, you eat pizza time. when you shoot a French fry. <laughs> uh, but, so, but also, the sun comes out in the day, and so, you know some part might melt a little bit or some right. part might refreeze. So the whole time, the lines are changing, and it's, it was amazing. That's cool. Um, so, but the things you learned, it's slow speed lessons that make you better at higher speeds. And that's when you're driving rear-wheel drive, no studded tires, and you're just trying to learn how to get through. Right. It was something awesome. that's ridiculous. It was, they had a slalom, they had a skid pad, and then they had a full course. So if you are a, a wealthier gent, because it's not ex- it's very expensive to do the school. I bet. Um, I think it's about 9500 for a few days of the right. course. Um, but if you're staying at that place it's a bargain. And, and you're doing it, and I mean obviously it's very expensive, but if you're looking at an exciting, luxury, high-end experience, experience – you know, and, and also it's because Aston Martin. It's funny Aston Martin because they don't make any four-wheel drive cars. So if you're going to buy an Aston Martin and you're old money from New England, you you might. And well, the average well, yeah. the average car probably won't even see rain. Right. But it could with the right tires. Exactly. Also, did any pedals break apart? Nope. Someone made a joke, and the PR person gave him a look, but laughed it off. Um, It was funny. (laughs) Strike him from our program. Right. Um, No, it was a high-end journalist, so they can make the joke. Uh, Have him killed. So, stuff coming up, um, we were talking about a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be driving the Audi A3 soon. Great. The sedan. First drive. Great car. That should be fun. Even though some journalists have already had it. Are you going overseas for that? No. uh, Silicon Valley. Oh, cool. Um, and then uh, Hyundai Genesis first drive. I'm actually really looking forward to that because the Which car one? looks fantastic. Coupe or sedan? sedan. Uh, the new sedan. There's no, the new new coupe There's no new coupe yet. Yeah, the new yeah. sedan looks wonderful. I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks awesome. We have we yeah. agree to disagree, Jeff. We agree to disagree. Uh, what do you have in common? I'm, I'm doing. Uh, I'm going to the Peterson this week to check out this new town car exhibit, which would just be luxury. L u g g dash j u r y luxury. And then um. And then I'm doing this exotics racing program because this is a car, exotic car. Oh, my friend runs it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What's your friend's name? Yeah, she said she was gonna let me do that. Jennifer Nicole. Jennifer. Oh, you're friends with her. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I've been setting it up with her, and she's had to push it back a few times, but I'm I've got a laid back schedule, so we're going to Fontana. They have a new racetrack out there. I'm pretty sure my friend, my my friend and ex roommate Sonny has been a. uh, an instructor there, and he he races for nine for nine racing. He he used to have a turbo Miata with 250 horsepower, but he turned that into a race car, and so did Turbo Kid off. Nice. So nice. he's a he's a great dude. So you got um, some fun stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah, and then also um, I did an article about this um, tank auction 
at autoweek.com. The the Littlefield collection was run by this crazy dude named Jacques Littlefield, and he just has over 200 military vehicles. Wasn't he the guy that had the TV show for a while about the tank stuff? I think so. Yeah, he did. He did do that. He died recently, and they're auctioning off his entire collection, and you can buy a Scud missile launcher. Jesus. And you can buy a well, DK. with World War Three coming on soon, maybe that's not a bad investment. Yeah, exactly. You, should, um, you can buy just buy a couple of chieftains. You can buy a leopard, you know, maybe a Merkava. You can buy an Israeli Sherman, built by Chrysler with pride. And then, um, anyway, so some some place called Drive a Tank out in Minnesota found that out, and the PR guy emailed me and was like, "Hey, why don't you come out here and drive?" Oh, a, come on! Are you serious? Why don't you come out here and drive a drive a British chieftain and maybe a Soviet? Did his voice T-60? go high pitch like that? Hey, yeah, why, why don't you come? See, this out is here? what he gets. Huh? When his words get printed on paper versus our electronic stuff. Right. Damn it. Yeah, and so I was like, are you going to fly me? Because are you going to fly me? And he was like, yeah, we can put you up. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's it. Game over. All right. You couldn't I'm, get budget to do that story from your boss? Fly me to Minnesota? I don't, yeah. I've never even been to Minnesota. What's Why not? A, that's there? a cool story, though. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cool. So now that now that um, they've, they've made some concessions. spend some bucks. Got to be baller. Got to be baller. I'm surprised they didn't offer to fly out like someone from Detroit. But hey, if you know, free trip to Minnesota, I guess. Yeah, yeah. why not? Also, it's going to be in the ma- magazine because how often do you drive a tank? Right. Yeah, as you do. So jealous, cool. jealous. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I got any cool cars. I got a V12 Vantage S coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. Uh, drove that already, but now we're going to do a more extended video with it. Uh, the Morgan we've rescheduled. I'm doing a cool. very short thing with the Jeep SRT this week, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's about it for the cool stuff at the moment. Um, yeah. So we'll just keep... – oh, and then New York Auto Show eventually will be here before we know it, actually, yeah, which I'm is crazy. At, I'm looking to go. I might just go on my own. I, I love uh, New York Auto yeah, Show. I've been going, going there for own, eight years. It's expensive. Eight It's my years, favorite man. auto show. It so really you were is. in like middle school when you started going there? No, I thought about that. <laughs> I was in college. He actually he actually went through puberty in the back of a Sprinter van when it was first revealed. Ah. Uh, so, uh, so Dr. Z, can you tell me about the uh, Chrysler? Good day, my Chrysler. Uh, very good, young man. Your testicles have descended. Oh, I guess it's excellent. Have Piesh on the line for me. Blake, anything you want to uh, pimp right now at the moment? Keep reading AutoWeek.com. Um, I, I will have my Need for Speed review up on the 12th. And, um, yeah. Where can they follow you on Twitter? BZ Ron. At Ron Motors. <laughs> Ron Motors. <laughs> if, you, if you find a better car, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow Hooniverse at Hooniverse.com, obviously, but go yes. to The Hooniverse on Twitter, not Hooniverse. The right. Hooniverse. Look at us on YouTube because we're putting up more videos. We're Excellent. The Hooniverse on YouTube. Excellent. Our, our SDI, Subaru SDI video actually broke uh, 50,000, which for us is huge That's on awesome. YouTube. Um, and then um, – Oh, follow me on Twitter at jglucker. Um, hell, follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Why not? See pictures Hooniverse of my Jeff. dogs and beer. Also, See pictures of Jeff's fabulous lifestyle. For anybody out there listening who wants their own podcast, go to shoutengine.com and get your own damn podcast. Yes, there are a lot of people joining now. They can't see Chris, us pointing, but we're pointing at Chris right here. Chris right is now. our podcast producer and the creator of Shout Engine. Chris, uh, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me at Hayes Data. Uh, and then uh, Shout Engine is the Twitter account too, although it's not that much. It goes on the uh, Twitter account for that. But uh, you'll see all the stuff I do with the TST and the Drive Guys too up there. So excellent. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. This for is fifty episodes. 50 man, we, we are at our midlife crisis. We have a Corvette waiting for us. With uh, yeah, we have a Corvette waiting for us with the Pet Boys uh, Fender Vents. Yeah, and for episode fifty-one, we will fall into a sinkhole. Yeah. Oh. On that note, folks, oh, no. we will see you later. <laughs>